I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Rock House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, the one and only Jasper Spitwhistle, the original Jasper Spitwhistle. Um, and yes, let's get it out of the way. Yes, we are technically in the alleyway behind the Gilded Ram Rock House and Tea Room, where I have been relegated due to some unfortunate issues vis-a-vis the title to this location and establishment. Neither here nor there, I have fallen from the top and clawed my way back up so many times over the course of my life. What's one more, really? Um, for those of you who have not been around the Gilded Ram over the course of the last couple of weeks, uh, let me take a couple seconds to regale you of the tale of my latest triumph and then subsequent denouement, uh, which was uh, recently I decided that I would be the only performer here at the Gilded Ram Broadcast of Everybody was clamoring for the old Jasper action. So I said, why not give it to them 24-7? Uh, problem is, is that I can't perform all that much, really. It's like I got maybe, you know, an hour or so in me over the course of every couple of weeks. And that's about all I've got, really. Uh, so I went on a hiring spree and found some people that could, you know, wear my clothes, pantomime, but not speak. That was a very important aspect of their hiring process. I, I can't have them stepping all over my brand to that level. So I got some Jasper impersonators, you know. Um, was a difficult hiring process. Most of the people I attempted to interview had a lot of things to say about their qualifications, which was problem number one. Stop talking, right? Just accept the job on, on face value. Don't say things about it. That's not the job. The job is to not say things. It's to dress up in a thing, put on a fake beard. Mine's not fake, by the way. Mine's not fake. Um, but the ones we were distributing had to look identical, so they were fake. And, um, you know, just show up and just not, not do it. Don't just be charismatic, but without saying anything. It's not that difficult. Well, it apparently was very difficult for a lot of people. So we went through the hiring process and rolled it over a few times. Couldn't figure it out for the longest time. But I did stumble across a ragtag bunch of street urchins. And, you know, they were slight. Every one of them was a slight fella. Some of them I don't think were even children, although they did seem like children. But one or two of them I could have sworn were in the late 40s. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, the little group got together and, you know, they decided maybe this would be a good match. And uh, they didn't want to say anything as me and I didn't want them to. And I got them some clothing, dressed them up. Um, and so the little Jaspers hit the stage, you know, and every night it was a different one and they'd, you know, take turns, you know, one would do the matinee, one would do the evening show, uh, and they just, I mean, it was just rolling in it. People loved it, you know, they'd get up, they'd pantomime, they'd play some recordings of earlier shows that I had done and they'd just act it out, but they wouldn't say anything. And then afterwards, they would just do a little meet and greet where they did like pantomiming and everyone loved it. I, mean, I guess that's where all the problems started, is that uh, you know, the tips started rolling in um, in those particular shows. You know, no tips still. 
uh, on my show, which is an unfortunate thing. You know, think about street urchins. Is we give them a little bit of money and then they just pocket that. You know, they don't think think a thing of it. So they weren't sharing, which is unfortunate. Um, and I tried to fire them, but by the time I got around to it, they, they were rolling in it. And also they had stolen my identity and taken out several loans at the local bank. They did somehow manage to get the deed for this place, um, which is, you know, why I'm outside. And now, I mean, everybody knows about the Little Jaspers now. They're one of the most dangerous gangs in town. You know, they own the docks, you know. Um... I feel like there's some people coming out of medical school now that hopefully will be free and clear of these folks, but every doctor in town is owned by them. And the wharf um, is also owned, and he's an impersonator of a Klingon. And if you've got that, you've got power, and you've got some medical expertise in your corners. How can you fight against that? I can't, you know. I'm hoping they get tired and move on. That's what happened with locusts a few years back, so. Anyway, till then, we'll just be out here in the alleyway, but I've got a lot to tell you about the brute force. Well, you know, where we last left off, the island was getting all tipsy-turvy, timey-wimey was going upside-downsy-wownsy. But, you know, they did manage to find a little bit of information about the exuant of their friend Hollis, figure out where she had gone, and that they probably couldn't do much about that right now, uh, because an island was in the process of getting flip-de-flop-de-dees. Um, so they ran into a queen, you know, Queen Ileana Kefaldra Gilmith Rulian Filifar uh, was happy to see them. Uh, and that's where we'll pick up as the brute force tries to save the island of Rim and try to piece together what exactly the vampires were looking to accomplish and had they accomplished it already. We're going to fast forward just a little bit when we jump into this. And you guys have met back up with Queen Ileana and having big world-related conversations in the streets outside of uh, the stables didn't sound super great. So you guys all uh, headed into the castle. Uh, What is noticeable is that the castle has largely been uh, evacuated, at least of the people that you guys saw milling around a lot at the uh, big banquet that you went to to celebrate Hollis and Cammy's victory in the death race. No sign of Ilstrek anywhere either. And you guys are brought in to a kind of a, a waiting room for the queen. She has been running around doing kind of everything, every which direction, directing people to try to like uh, put things back into some semblance of order. But it seems like this place, besides the people that normally live here, largely has been abandoned in some way, shape or form. You guys are brought in to talk with the queen and do a little bit of give and take on the conversation things. Cammy distrusts the queen immediately, has to jump into her head to make sure she is not false and everything is a okay on the up and up. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that's what was going to happen. So we're just going <laughs> to zip past that. Um, you guys can uh, share any pertinent information that you feel like. Is there anything that you feel like you would withhold? Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to assume you're going to kind of word vomit all of this. There are some things I definitely want to ask her about. Okay. Well, as far as the keeping her abreast of what's going on in the world, let's just say you tell her about kind of everything that happened with her uncle, uh, your guys' conversations yeah. with him. She doesn't know that much about Leland. I think we should specifically not talk about Leland's um, connection to Ephraim. 
You, yeah, I think we should talk about sure. Ephraim and knowing there's a there was a vampire running around, but not the connection to Leland because mm. I think that might get us okay. in trouble. That makes sense. Um, and then I assume you explained to her that uh, Glacier Moss and the uh, like local areas and that were completely obliterated with the tsunami, which mm-hmm. she likely does mm-hmm. not know about. And yeah, so you 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 basically brief her on all the important bits, uh, and she is left completely stunned. Um, she's like, "Oh my goodness!" I mean. It's bad news after bad news. I, the only good news I have received lately is just your presence. I am so excited to see that you have all managed to be back here. It is the one win I feel like we have had in some time. It's very kind of you to say. Uh, so, what happened with your your brother? Is he not here anymore? Is he back to his senses? Ilstrak has not awakened. He is upstairs. Uh, he has. Uh, he is still in uh, his chambers where we found him. Uh, the, the guards he sleeping in a coffin. He is not sleeping in a coffin, but he okay. is not responsive. Uh, he is breathing, uh, but the doctors have not been able to reach him or awaken him from his sleep. I I nudge Cammy. I like that. that. Sounds like a job for you, Cammy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, okay. Let, let's let's get the rest of the story before I just start jumping in everyone's head. That's all right. Fine. Yes, yes. Uh, the queen, the queen, kind of like nudges down, kind of a little close to Cammy, and she's like, "I I did a little try. It doesn't seem like there's much in there right now." Oh, I forgot she could do that. Oh uh, wait, hold on. Hold on, when did we find out she could fucking do that? I don't remember that at all. When we rescued her. No, I jumped in her head, and we talked. She does not have nearly, like, that level of power, but she has some kind of latent psychic abilities. Yeah, I'll show uh, you. We found out she had something. I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means I don't remember that. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like it'd be fun, though, you know? Just poke around. Because I saw him when he was still all tied up. If you feel like it would be helpful, obviously, you are more than welcome. But I would not get my hopes up. Maybe if you, like, link hands when you you do it, you'll be more powerful and combined with with your powers combined. A Wonder Twins thing. Yeah, have you checked if you're a Wonder Twins? I have not. I've not tried to take very many other forms or, um, you know, he's never turned into water, but it's possible, I suppose. Sure, sure. Well, you know, if, I mean, were the rings on when you checked? We're really getting kind of in the weeds on the Wonder Twins thing. I didn't think so. so. It's pretty basic Wonder Twins knowledge. As as you are twins, you know, that's probably a little extra boost to your psychic powers. If if you and Cammy try and combine to combine your powers and, you know. Okay, who? So we don't know anything from your brother, yeah, because he's just been in a coma this whole time. Where did all the other kind of people go, though? Can you tell us what and why and how there? Yes, so so some of the soldiers that remained, uh, and there were quite a few of them. Uh, they told that the, the the people that were in the were advising Ilstrek had set up uh, an array of crystals, large crystals near the outer wall uh, and some within the wall itself. And they all assembled all of these people that had been helping, uh, well, quote unquote helping, obviously not helping from my perspective. Uh, And in a poof, in a flash, they were all gone. Okay. Are the crystals still there? Uh, Well, they would have been the ones near the outside wall. By all accounts, the crystals, many of them shattered, uh, and some of them just vanished at the time. Uh, do you know much about uh, the planar geode? I had heard of this story from my grandmother. 
Yes, it, I had heard that there was a book of it uh, in the in, in the vault, but I have never looked into it. It's stories of other planes of existence, but um, before you told me of your travels, I did not think it true. You didn't think the book was true, or like you didn't think the book existed, or you didn't think the geodes existed. I, I assumed that uh, there were you know mostly old old wives' tales, things of witches and witchcraft and things of that nature. You know, not real magic. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay. All right. Okay. We're being pretty dismissive about what's magic. That's fine. Um. Okay. All right. If I'm getting this straight, the okay. Do did the soldiers have any lead in to sort of like how the folks that were advising Ilstrek got in here? Yes, I, I actually can tell you that myself because it was when he arrived. They arrived with Ilstrek and took over almost immediately. And that that was how you got yourself locked in the tower. Got it. Well, I mean, yes, that's a little bit of, of pointing of fingers, but yes. When he came back from the, the whole god battle thing, they were with him then? Yes, uh, they were with him at the time, yes. Which they... means that they would have been in Auster because he took us to Auster. Right, but you also remember that his boat was here and had been badly damaged and then hastily patched up. So the assumption that we had at the time, this has been a a fair amount of time since you found this, but the assumption that was made at the time was that he was still airborne and did not make it all the way back to Vrim at the time that that the magic went away and he had to hastily land and wherever he landed... He had to do like a like a impromptu patch up job and then sail the rest of the way back from there. Would his route have taken him over uh, Goldie's encampment by any chance? <laughs> Unlikely, unless he was going out of his way from where you were in Auster and the prevailing like winds and avoiding the shimmering mountains, which would be uh, a, a, just a pain to fly over. Likely, mm. his trip took him like around the northern edge of the continent, past like. Uh, well, Copper Watch, where you guys were originally coming off uh, from uh, the Kitsune Island. Which is where we met Leyland. Where, and where you met Leyland. And then, like, uh, like that northern edge would go, like, past Gurn and then down around, like, th- if he was on the ocean at that point, it would only make sense that he would have had to go around, like, the northwestern edge of the continent. Okay. So he probably picked up the vampire somewhere around then. Possibly even from Leyland's mining town. If that's where Ephraim was. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, other things that maybe you guys, it's been, again, a while. There was a Guernsey fleet mm-hmm. that was here. Uh, that's kind of probably pertinent for some reason the, that Gern decided to invade at this time when the king or the queen was deposed. That seemed sure. a little like convenient. And you guys found a lot of crates of like weird fruit on Ilstrek's boat that were, it was like a mumble fruit or something like that, uh, that was like from Gurn. So there were a few other key clues, perhaps. But there was somebody that was advising the king or the ruler or whatever of Gurn to help, as he said. Right. Yeah, I, we didn't interact with the Guernsey and folks very much, but I do huh. remember that the like the when we snuck onto their boat or whatever, or we like trapped someone that was really into swabbing decks. Um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I do remember it was like an orders from on high 
kind of shtick. Yeah. And you you spoke to the, the dude and he said that someone, I can't remember who was advising him. Yeah, you spoke to uh, Anna's uncle. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I spoke to him. Yeah. He's not he's not the Guernsey and he's not in charge of the Guernsey and fleet, though. Because he's not Gern. No, but he had been like right before that. You you like talked to him, and, and he had just been like having a conversation with someone who had come from Gern, uh, and they were helping Ilstrak through this time. Gotcha. Okay. One more thing with with that with that like collective weight of all of that Guernsey evidence sitting there. I would love for everyone to roll and investigate to see kind of like. If there's any pieces that you can put together from a lot of that stuff that's kind of sitting out there. I hope I roll good because me, Percy, as a player, I can't. So hopefully I'll roll good and he'll say, oh yeah, what? You know everything. I got a, a even. Even Steven. I got nothing. I got a two. Okay. Uh, so as the, I mean, as the only positive, uh, Cami, you're trying to like figure out where all of this stuff connects and obviously all roads lead to Gurn in this like Gurn has had like a level of involvement with like every aspect of this but the thing that you are stuck on that seems to like cause more questions than it answers is if this was all Gurn why would they bring their entire fleet to get decimated by a tsunami that they created Mm. so the thing that causes you to like just really be kind of stuck on this is that the answers of it has to be Gurn, it has to be Gurn, all of these things point to Gurn don't make any sense either because Gurn has lost almost as much as Vrim has in this. So perhaps there's another vampire guy in control of Gurn. Well, it can all be the same vampire guy. It can all be the same vampire group well, yeah. because I don't think it's, I think it'd be wild for this this whole thing to be orchestrated by one like alpha vamp right that doesn't make any sense i think it's probably a vampire group that's going towards like a certain end because he was really organized and you can only have so many lackeys right yeah so i think it's like a a, a group of vampires or a posse if you will a posse of vampires um that are fucking over both of these countries and i feel like Getting access to this like planar fucking geo thing and all these crystals is probably like a step one, a pretty big step one. Yeah, but they've taken it with in them. a different plan. They're what they've taken it. That's why I don't think that that's their end goal. I think that they're going to use that to. Oh right, yeah, gonna, yeah. No, they they want it to do something yeah. for sure. They don't just want it for the sake of it. To go somewhere or to bring something here, I think are the two options. I will also say that with like. Just with the like the two investigate that you've already done, I will also give you this piece of information. If they wanted a book out of the vault and they had full access to Ilstrek, they would not have needed to do anything else besides go into the vault and take a book. They could enter the vault at any time. Well, I think they needed to raise the island. They wouldn't have gotten the crystals and they wouldn't have been able to do anything like they wouldn't have been without the island raised. So I think they needed all of that. I'm just making the point that. Like you guys, I, I I feel like you're getting kind of stuck on the concept that there's a giant hole in the wall as a way to steal a book. And I will say if they wanted anything in the vault, they could have just gone in the vault with access to Illstrek. I think it has very little to do with I think they wanted the island raised to get to the underneath place. 
Yeah. And I think getting into the vault and taking stuff away from the vault has very little to do with them getting access to the thing and a lot more to do with other people not having access to that thing. Because if they raise the island and they know, then I'd like, if they have the book, then they probably have a way to fucking drive the island, which means they might be in control of turning, flipping, putting the thing down, flipping in and reversing it and fucking all of us up because they want Crystal City on top. But I think it has it has way more to do with us not being able to stop this because we don't have the book that tells us how to drive it than it does with them having the book for any fucking reason. What if this whole thing is a ruse to keep the heroes of time occupied trying to help this stupid fucking city while the vampires are out doing vampire shit all over Yorith? And we're like, we got to save this stupid fucking town because that's our thing. We got to stick our noses in where it doesn't belong, like fixing this stupid town when we should really be out murdering every vampire that's ever existed. <laughs> Uh, every including you mortimer s cargo okay i would say you're you're the most your nose is the most in this just because you knew the main bad guy that we know so far but that's fine no you're cat you're casting aspersions that's an aspersion okay all right you're aspersioning me okay but putting together evidence i guess is aspersions now i guess that's what we're calling it that's fine Mm -hmm. but unless we tiger out of here we're also going to get fucking shoved into the ocean so we gotta solve this for multiple reasons i mean i don't mean to throw another spanner in the works but i'm not entirely convinced the book drives the island i assume that that's something you know down in the control rooms of the city sort of where we found crystal i think the book has instructions i think the book was other people's way of stopping what they're doing basically i'm i'm using drive the island really loosely I'd, to fuck with the like planar travel, basically, is what I mean. But yeah, I think the book has just info on how to do that. And they're trying to take it away. And maybe some like controlling crystal shit. I don't know. Uh, just as a side note, while like you guys can have like parts of this conversation in character. Uh, but like I understand you probably would not have all of it in character. Uh, but you guys have been largely left to your own devices because uh, like the queen is still in the room, but she has like left uh, where you guys are having this conversation because she is like people are coming in nonstop. They're bringing in like, here's a list of everything that we need to do next. Here's like where our grain supply is. Here is like what we are like missing from a vault. Here is like the people that are unaccounted for. And so like she is trying to like uh, work through a lot of the a lot of the civilization Sid Meier video game as Sim City style stuff uh, associated with like coming back to being in charge of an island in uh, duress. Um, I guess we need to find out why they needed to take a chunk of the castle. Then, if it, if it wasn't just to steal the book, because they could have taken the book at any time, why did they need to, you know, chunk it? The island inherently is this big crystal thing, and. I have a feeling that if that's where they built the castle's vault, maybe there was a big fucking crystal that came up from the other side of it or something. I think that they had to take that part of the island because it connected to the other side. Hey, uh, Queenie, uh, sorry, uh, m'lady. M- uh, yes, yes, what, uh, what, what was in the vault exactly? Anything particularly interesting? Like a big crystal? <laughs> hey, was there a big joystick? Four buttons marked A, B, X, and Y. No, there's nothing of nothing of that sort. There was there was no sort of like strange crystal. Sure. Or... Did it have like a P R N D L E kind of thing beside of it? A kind of Prindle situation. What's okay. a Prindle? 
And no, that wasn't no. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, there were a few treasures, obviously, but for the most part, it was you know uh, the vol- the vast majority of the country's wealth or the kingdom's wealth, um, which is <laughs> unfortunately what we're missing at this point. Um, uh, apparently, you know, don't let this get out. But we're a little bit uh, financially insolvent at this point, so that's not great. Did they just need funds? They need to fund some other planar mining operation. I think their exit strategy has more to do with their exit strategy than it has to do with getting what was in the vault, right? I think that they put it in a convenient location, but I think they needed to get the fuck off this island before they started flipping it. I don't see why they would go through the trouble of setting up a big crystal array in the vault if it was just to escape. Like they could have just hopped on a boat. It's in the air. There's no airships anymore. It's floating in the it's floating in the middle of the sky, and there's True. no airships. So unless they had tie griffs, they could have turned into bats. I think they wanted to leave, and they wanted to take something, and we need to be very concerned about what they wanted to take and where they're going and meeting up with people in Gurn to do the thing. And I don't think like that. There's I don't think the threat is on Vrim anymore. I think Vrim is just going to flip us over and throw us. Like a bad pancake. Oh, yeah, I agree about that. Okay. I just don't know what they took from the vault if it was just wealth and a book. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there's probably some other fucking mojo there, but I think that they have to travel that way. And they, like, that was their exit strategy. And it may have served more than one purpose, but I don't, I don't think it was to get money or, but I think they, they don't want us to have the book for sure. Cause I think they probably already had the book to know what they knew going in, like mm. to the other side of the stuff. Also, we got there because we flew there and we were upside down, but they were there. So they probably got there from the top down, right? Yes. Yeah. So they got there from the top down. So that vault could have been like, they could have had a secret entrance or something. That could be part of the entrance exit thing to the fucking crystal side, to the top side that's on the bottom side. That's my working theory. I will also I will also tell you guys that I just, I did explain that it may have gotten missed in the process, but they had a, they they did have a crystal away, array. Poof! It all went vanished. A lot of the crystals shattered. A lot of the crystals vanished. So they took presumably a fair amount of crystals with them wherever they went. Hmm. And those things, from what you guys know, from all of the stuff that you guys were looking through at all of those different rooms as you were going through that tower, they're big and difficult to transport. Yeah, I assume they took a bunch of, like, because they cleaned out all the machinery and stuff. So I assume they took machinery and stuff with them. Yes. They'd gone somewhere to make a giant portal to, like you said, bring something through or go through and get something. Presumably in Gurn. I'm starting to think these these crystals take us to other planes and could maybe move us around in this plane. Those are Those are the assumptions we're working on right now. Also, gravity set to no. That's also important. Or gravity set to fucky, whatever. Here's a here. Okay, I think that it would be wild for it to be a con- uh, coincidence that they wanted to test the the how the crystals work by us going to Fimbleventer. Well, I think they just sent us to Fimbleventer because we happened to be there. I think they were testing it anyway, and we just happened to be handy guinea pigs. I don't think it. I don't think it has to do with us. I think it has to do with Fimbleventer. I think they were more interested to see how people do in Fimbleventer than they were to see how we travel in crystals. So I'm sorry to think Fimbleventer is important. Weren't we the ones that decided to go to Thimbleventer? Weren't we given a 
choice of where to go or ask to pick a color or something. Yeah, you guys did choose Fimblebinter. Yeah. I thought they said there was like a fiery place and Cameron's like, oh no, I don't want to go there. Oh, there was a, and there was the green place and you didn't want to go there because something was going to get you. Okay, well, I have a bunch of fucking questions still. So, it's time to actually... It's Winter. No. Nope. <laughs> no? Sorry. Lost the plot there. I feel like I gotta. I feel like we gotta go to Gurn because there's definitely fucking people in Gurn that have more information that we don't have. So I think we gotta go there. But I think we should probably sniff around. What is there anything left of the vault that we can sniff around in for extra clues? Yeah, I mean, you guys can't. You guys have been pretty much there. Like when you were investigating earlier, like you were at the outer wall, but like you were not that far when you were checking out like the giant hole of like where the vault was. Like, the vault is not massive, and this hole is. Like, there's not much left. Like, the entirety of the vault is gone. How deep of a chunk did it take out of the ground of the island? How deep of a chunk? It probably goes about 30 feet deep. How thick is an island? A lot thicker. This is probably, I don't know, a mile thick. I think you mentioned this before, but was the vault, like, the epicenter of this big chunk that's gone? No. No. Okay. No. What was the middle? The Dup and Oon Tower was the middle of the tower. Oh, I thought the, the Dup and Oon Tower was the middle of the island, not yes. the middle of oh, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you were asking something different? Yeah, where the... The middle of the, the hole. At the, yeah. Was the epicenter of the hole? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a little off-center, but, I mean, I, I, you have to imagine if they were working with crystals that they had to set up, like... Not within walls, but like out around yeah, the yeah, walls yeah. and stuff like that. Then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about as close as you get. Well, another thing we did want to do, we did want to go all the way Oon in the tower, right? Because we didn't do that when we were last there. I feel like if we go all the way Oon in the tower, we're just gonna get to the Crystal City. That's my that's my working assumption now. Is we're just gonna show up at the Crystal City and we go all the way Oon? Probably will. Okay, if we want to. Adam loves when we do this. If you want to divide and conquer, I could go and see if I can fuck around in Ilstrix's brain, and you guys could go Oon, show up at the Crystal City, hop back up the staircase, and tell me what you find there. Go find Crystal and see if she's having any luck. Oh, uh, unflipping the island? Maybe help stick a few orbs in her head. Okay. Okay, you you go see Illy and get in his head, and me and Leland will go Oon. You up with that, Leland? Yeah, we're going to see what Crystal's up to. You guys have, uh, obviously, full kind of, like, reign of the castle. You can go kind of wherever you want, and nobody stops you. I'm going to give a lot of the guys, like, a, my good man, my good sir, my lady, every single person I pass. <laughs> give them a little bit of greeting. Yeah, a lot of them have had, like, a pretty rough day, so, like, they have their hats off, and they're, like, mopping their brow, but then when they, when you do that, they're like, oh, and, like, straighten up real quick, put their hat back on so they can tip it. Yeah. It makes you feel like a man. Let's go to Crystal first, I suppose. So you guys are heading towards the. Are you go? Oh, so you're going to the Oon in Dup Tower, the Uppy Downy Tower. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you guys get to the Uppy Downy Tower. You continue down till you see where it's hastily patched over in the wall where someone had broken through um, from some sort of like a uh, sewer location. Who would do something like that? Vandals. Mm-hmm. You you also do notice that the hole is is very obviously hollow shaped, <laughs> and you continue through this tower a few times as you continue 
Oon, this tower, uh, it becomes down and then it becomes Oon again and then it becomes down again. Like it flip flops a couple of times uh, and it takes a little bit of, I guess, time to, to just progress through it. But yeah, eventually you get to a point where the tower just kind of stops. But there is a trap door in the floor uh, that seems like it's locked does not have a very recently locked lock on it. Like this is a very ancient uh, type of trap door and a couple stabs and a couple yanks and it, it comes clean. And yeah, there is crystal completely covering uh, the area below this. You could kind of maybe slide through there. Sharp, sharp crystals on the way, but there's, there's a, there's a little crystal hole there. Leland gets a bit of his bandage snagged and starts unraveling. As he's unraveling all the way down. <laughs> I'm just a skeleton by the time I get down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. It takes some time to progress, but after the first, like, probably 20 to 30 feet of it, it opens up a bit more. And it becomes very familiar to the, the tower that you were descending when you were in the Crystal City. And, I mean, it feels the same. Like, the gravity is all kind of fucky-wucky in there as well. As you keep kind of traveling down, it feels up sometimes. It feels down other times. And... Similar to the tower that uh, you came in from the top side, it, there's not a lot of note on this tower. It's just kind of a spiraling staircase uh, until you eventually reach a, a large room that has just the, the one exit to one side. There's not really anything descript or uh, interesting in this room. And when you kind of slide yourself through that, that one exit, uh, you realize that you are underneath a different staircase to the backside of the room where you originally met up with crystal. This place a fire hazard. You got to have more than one egress. <laughs> uh, you do see like flickering glowing lights in that closet where you were like messing around, plugging things in. And that's pretty much the only thing of note in here. We don't see crystal in the, well, you wouldn't be able to see her from out there, but you can pretty much assume that that's what the flickering lights may be. Uh, I go over to the closet and open it up. All right, yeah, she is in there and immobile. She has like uh, one of the lit crystals in her hand and like has the lit crystal in the back of her head. Um, but she like looks like really absentmindedly like she's trying to figure out kind of exactly what she's supposed to do with this thing. And she, as you pop it, she's like, oh, um, I... Sorry, I, I don't remember what I'm supposed to do with this. Is is this yours? No, no, that that's yours. Okay, okay. All right. Um. Well, okay. I mean, I pulled it from somewhere, and I had put it in to another place. Then I pulled, I don't remember. Um. Okay. Let, let's let's see if we can figure this out for you. Uh, obviously, you put in the uh the empty orb into your, your head. Um, let me just pluck that out for you. And I pluck the current orb out of her head and put in the one that she's got in her hand. Okay. She like uh, goes lip for a second when you, and it's not an empty orb so much as it is like very faintly glowing. The one that was in her head. Uh, and the one that you plug in is like, has a much stronger glow to it. She goes, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's much better. Um, okay, I've been trying a bunch of these different places to plug these things in, um, and I've got good news. Um, one of these is a locational map, and one of these has some great instructions for how to fix the reset. Oh, that's great. That's what we was after. Yeah. 
Um, so which one of those pieces of information do we want? Cause that's the tricky part is that I've been trying to figure out how to know both of those things at the same time, where right. to go to fix this and also how to fix it. And I've not managed that. I tried to switch out the one in my brain to, to, to make it work, but it's not obviously going great. So f- fi- fix it in what way though? Fix it as in make it reset or fix it as in make it not reset? Well, I mean, if we know how to do one, you just do the opposite for the other. I would love to answer that question, but I'm going to have to plug this in somewhere to know that. Let's plug her in. Let's figure her out. I, lo- I like that. All right. Someone will know where to do it. The chances of them knowing how to do it is slim to none, Morty, Morty. She drops an orb into one of the slots and uh, she's like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's pr- fairly easy. Um, it's 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 mostly written on a lot of the same coding that I'm written on. Um, there's Great. a couple of, of, of ways to do an interrupt on this. Uh, if, if you put me in front of that console, wherever it is, uh, then I'm sure I could fix this. Great. We just got to find the legend of the hidden console. Let's swap out the orbs so you can tell us where the console is and then we'll swap them out again. Okay. So you swap them out and she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I've actually been sitting in that console for like a long time, I think. Oh, that was where we found you. Yeah, the panels uh, right up front at the front desk. I don't really know what they do, Um, but. Well, that's on the other orb. Right. Yeah, we're going to take this other orb. We're going to head up to the front desk. You plug the, the, the fixing orb in that pretty little noggin of yours, darling. And uh, Mortimer S. Cargo and I, that's an alias I'm working on for you, Mortimer S. Yeah, Cargo. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yep. So, and we'll, we'll bebop up to through the quad to the to the desk. And you can work some levers, some pulleys, uh, a dumb waiter or two. Uh, we'll get this thing fixed and then we can go to GERD. All right, a lot of that didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I, I, I've got a good feeling about this. Yeah, what could go wrong? Several hundred feet above you, and in a very posh, probably too posh for your personal standards, uh-huh. uh, bedchamber, you find uh, the resting form of Ilstrek Filifar. The Queen Ileana took the time to like bring you up here, and she's like, okay, like I tried to see if I could reach him in some way, shape, or form. Couldn't do it. Um, but I know you are very much an expert on these things. So anything that you can do, any information you can bring would bring me so much comfort. Yeah, no, I'm I'm basically a professional. It takes 10,000 hours to be an expert. And I, you know what, probably have hit it by now. So I, yeah, I, as far as I know, I haven't met anyone else that's better than me. So I guess this is on me to try to. Um, I am going to touch his face. So you might want to turn around because I'm going to have to do that. Is that something that is uh, in your uh, uh-huh. in your culture? Is that uh, uh-huh. a thing of embarrassment? No, and it's honestly kind of weird you'd ask that. It just I just want it. I you know. It's, I mean, you asked me to turn around, and I feel like it's in, your brother. So I'm just gonna put my hands on his face, my paws it's a on face his face. Touch. Is Look, that a thing? Some though? people is... get weird about it. No, I just it's your brother, and I don't want to step cross but, I mean, boundaries. I, the but way I that you keep saying it's my brother, it. it makes me feel like you think that this is in some way, shape, or form untoward to see someone touch your brother Ooh, on the face. Me. Look, I have touched my brother on the face. Is the thing like gross? I don't want to get in the middle of anyone's <laughs> family stuff. 
You know, I, but look, it's not in the middle. I'm it's not just judging. A, this, I'm not judging at all. I want to make that very clear that I'm, I'm fine learning with it. so much. I have not left this island basically ever in my life, except for you one time to, to go to Oster. To me. So I'm learning very many things about the way that uh, maybe some of just, the cultural hang-ups of the world mm, it makes sense. Okay. I look. I'm not judging anything. I just some people want to know beforehand before they. Their brother's face gets touched. Yes, no, go ahead. Touch away. I don't, it does not matter. I would feel better if you turned around. <laughs> I'm, that's, okay. <laughs> Katie's going to put her paws on uh, either side in a very respectful way, let me say. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, you know, none of the bad zones of the face. Very respectful place to put her paws um, and try to try to get a beat on what's going on in that noggin. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to roll for this one. You're going to have to roll. I guess that's empathy, right? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Like when you initially put your hands on Ilstrek's face, like, mm-hmm. like he's alive. Like he's obviously breathing. Sure. Like he does not feel cold and clammy. Uh, he yeah. has a pulse, but like, you're not feeling any like immediate connection there. Like it's just, uh, like a TV set that you're just getting, uh, an empty signal on. Okay, let me. Okay, you ready to see this fucking roll, babe? That's a six. Looks like a two to me. It does look like okay. a two. Okay, she, she has a plus four <laughs> to empathy. Right, but it's anticlimactic it's if you show us the roll and then it's a two. I just wanted you to know that I was being honest. <laughs> okay. I wish more of us would do that. That would be great. Yeah, but now I don't get to roll these cool brute force dice that you can get from dieharddice.com. <laughs> They're good dice. I've rolled them That's a true. great many times. I use my phone. You need a second computer and a second camera to join the Discord call, uh, and you can have John's dice camp. Um, <laughs> okay, well, with a six, like you're just like focusing as much as your little fluffy head can, and yeah. you what get do I focus on what do I get? like very faint. You hear like rustling, like very faint rustling in the distance, and like. It's the only thing that you can sense that is coming through from Ilstrek. So, like, you start to really focus in on that. And it's almost like trying to find a a radio station on an AM dial, like the old dials. And you're just, like, you're just fine-tuning to try to find, like, where his mind is. And quickly, all of a sudden, you touch on it, but you move just a little past it. And a flash uh, goes off in your in your head and you see uh, snowy uh, lands kind of all around you. You see being chased uh, across these snowy lands, uh, but you go right past <gasps> it a little bit too far. Uh, and so then you come back and try to find it again. And you, for a second, see what Ilstrak is seeing. And it is quite obviously a memory for him. It is something that he is like reliving in this state that he is in. And it isn't Fimblewinter. You know Fimblewinter. And that is not what this it's is. It's the mountains between uh, Gurn and Alandia, probably. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I don't know how well traveled. Uh, I mean, you would have had to travel through there probably to mm-hmm. get to um, Glacier Moss the first time when you yeah. first met the brute yeah. force. So you, you would, I would imagine that Cammy has been through the area around Gurn and the Shimmering Mountains before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what this feels like. And you feel from like 
Ilstrek's perspective, him looking back, uh, he has like there is blood on the snow. Uh, he has been like injured severely in some way, shape or form. Uh, as he looks over his shoulder, you see a crash of his vessel and you see uh, people on horseback chasing after him. Oh, they got horses in the snow place. OK, important to know. They've got massive tennis rackets on their hooves. <laughs> <laughs> this may okay, so this may this may be a wild just goose chase detail, but I pulled up the map because we were talking about Alandi and Gerd. So I pulled up the map and there is like an un uh, like unclaimed land at the top of Eorth that doesn't belong to Alandia or Gern. Do I think that this could be some kind of like trying to to like make a vampire city state <laughs> the vampires trying to claim this unclaimed land for their own so i don't know what cammy thinks but i will tell you what you know of that area it is not a part of any kingdom um for all you know it is the it is the home of yetis it is like the place where yetis live and people just basically leave them alone Ah, oh, it's a Game of Thrones. It's a North. Got it. Got it. Okay. I okay. I won't dig too deep into that. Oh, I'm not saying don't dig too deep into it. I'm just telling you what Cammy knows. No, <laughs> I don't want to get distracted. Okay, good. Notable. So okay. So I saw through this. This is great. I feel like I'm getting the sense that no one's home in this body. I get the feeling that maybe like. The soul is somewhere else or has withered away entirely. I would not say Cammy gets that impression. I mean, someone's remembering it. Yeah. I, yeah. But it's like, it's so much static that it, I don't know. It feels like something that gets left behind in a move. I feel like maybe, maybe his person is somewhere else and the body is just here. So I will tell you, there is like the spark of whatever makes a person a person. That part of Ilstrek is here. But it's faint and it's buried deep, uh, deeper than like anyone that you've ever encountered. Does the, do I get the vibe from him that I get that I got from Clash Tiger? Not too dissimilar. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And it's not the vibe I got the first time I looked into his brain. No, it something is something has obviously changed since then, mm -hmm. and. Like he is present there, but he is not responsive and you want to be optimistic, but you have not experienced this before, but it feels so foreign to the way that people are supposed to feel in their mind that it's hard for you to think that he has much chance of coming back to, from this unless this thing that has happened is reversible in some way and you don't know how that would work. Okay, um, so now it all makes sense why I asked her to turn around because this is bummer fucking news, right? <laughs> and she's mm -hmm. going to see how bummed out Cammy's face is so she jumps back into her head. So now it all makes sense. I did it on purpose. Can you, like, explore the memory at all? Um, I don't know that Adam's going to let me run rampant through all this guy's memories. I'm not going to let you run rampant through it, but if you have, like, specific things that you are trying to focus on in this, because, like, you don't have uh, the ability to change what happened like he is living a memory so it is like you're watching a tv show basically right but if there's something that you want to try to focus on 
to catch, you rolled a plus six, you might be able to get like a little bit out of that. I'm thinking presumably he knows who the people on horseback are, so maybe you could focus on them and see if you can work that out. Yeah, that so okay. My right now, my guess is because I, I do I would want to focus more on that. My guess is that's his last memory that he had before he got thralled or anything yeah. like that. So that's my guess. So I'm kind of wondering if I can figure out who is on horseback if they are Bampy. Um, and specifically if, like, for some reason, Ephraim or that really fratty, chatty vampire, like any of the vampires I've seen and would recognize mm-hmm. are amongst that group. Okay, so go, just going off your plus six, here's what I'm going to tell you. You don't recognize anyone that's chasing him. You do recognize the armor of the there's. So as as you look back as Ilstrek, you see uh, like there's basically five people on horseback behind you. Notably, like four of them are chasing you and you can recognize their armor because you've seen it before, because you've seen it on the uh, soldiers from Gurn. These are riders from Gurn. Do they have weapons? Uh, yes, they do. They all, they're okay. all like armed with spears and swords and, and, and the like. The, the fifth one that you see as you, as you like think in your memory or in Ilstrek's memory, uh, it's quite notably not riding and seems to be directing the riders where to go. He has a very pale complexion, long white hair, a billowy black cloak, and uh, looks significantly older than the rest of them. Father? Father? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know if I pointed this out, but also of important note, the fifth one is not wearing armor of any kind. The the Grinzian soldiers... Mm-hmm. Is there any way I can see in their eyes if they look like if they look zoned out the way that Ilstrick did, if they look like they are thralled in some way? Yeah, I mean, over the course of the memory, uh, like they chase him down. He cannot escape them. And like they grab him up and you know, tie him up, pull him onto the horse and drag him back to this uh, fifth rider uh, and the one that like tosses him on his horse he looks up into his face and it's just non-responsive completely vacant in the eyes and you do recognize that look okay do I get to use Ilstrick's knowledge base for this <laughs> can I depends see on what you're gonna ask what rank were these soldiers yeah no you don't get to use Arr! Ilstrick's knowledge base for that no but Cammy probably wouldn't know that Adam you're Dang right. it. I wanted to use his brain. Okay, I don't know that I'm going to get much more out of this memory. He was clearly... Did they... Okay, did something happen to him there, or did they take him somewhere? Yeah, I mean, as you're wondering, like, if he's going any further, are they taking him somewhere to, like, that we can get information? All of a sudden, it just goes black. Like, there is a flash of, of light, like, stars swarm, and then it's black. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. All right, I think that this is all that's left in this hull of a man. And whoa, what a hull of a man he was. No, I don't like that. No. Okay, so Cammy will kind of like pop back out of his brain and um, return to inhabit her physical form. And once again, do a little like, because she made that big deal about having Leon to turn around. So her bummer face when she comes back in. Uh, will go unnoticed. 
Okay. All right. I've taken my hands off your brother's face. So if you want to turn back around, that's fine. I just wanted to let you know, pause up. I, my hands are totally off his face. Okay. And, and, and what great news uh-huh. do you have of his condition? Did you manage? I mean, you were there hanging out for you know a while. Did you ferret anything out? Uh, I was searching a lot. Got kind of a little staticky radio thing going on there. Whatever happened to him really did a number. Um, that's it. Hey, quick question about the crazy. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's fine. He's very sleepy. Uh, not, I couldn't get a lot from him. I don't have deception, Adam. I know. So don't try <laughs> to lie. Why would you ask me to do that? Why would you lie to my NPCs? I did roll a three. Okay. That's great. Is it great enough? I guess you don't know for now. That's fair. No, it like it was just really staticky. Uh, so whatever happened to him did a number on him. Um, but I do have a question about the Guernsey army. Okay, what the what can I help you with? Um, so do you know like what the different like kind of ranks and what the different uniforms would look like for the Guernsey army? Would that be something that you would have had to learn in your uh, royal studies? <laughs> Um, to a certain extent, yes. For uh, some of the more higher ranks, uh, I I don't know if I necessarily remember much of it, but I do have a book. Uh, perhaps. Oh, I that'd could... be great. Okay, I can go find that. Actually, yeah. Um, oh, hold on. I'm sure Eelstrak has one here too. And she goes over to like the bookshelf in his room, uh, where he has like a bunch of assorted books and stuff, and like messes. She's like, he just keeps these things in the worst order. But uh, oh, here, and she finds like. The Guernseyan military order, and it's Hell yeah. a very dry ass book about Guernseyan militaries. And she's like, "Okay, uh, this should hopefully have what you were looking for." Ah, thank you. Perfect. Great. Um, cool. So we're gonna go get some more info about Gern, and I feel like you're gonna stay here and do queenly stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that's the plan. Okay. Um. I think we have like 48 hours before your island flips. That's like our guess. So, gosh, I don't know how we're going to get to Gert. This is a lot. Maybe we should stop the island flipping. Do you have any bead on how to stop the island flipping? Because that seems like the most pressing. Yeah. I have asked a significant amount of questions on on this exact thing. Um, from what I've gathered uh, from uh, the, the guard that was there, um, there was a, a group that went uh, underneath the castle, uh, somewhere deep within uh, one of the towers, and uh, there was some mechanism, I suppose, that they uh, enacted, some some way that they had powered some ancient mechanisms. And whatever it was powered by, I feel, uh, that kept things kind of floating in the way that they are, um, must have been taken with him, I assume. Uh, because it is not, uh, as we see, <laughs> uh, kind of behaving in the way it should anymore. Um, I do not feel like there is a good likelihood that we will be able to balance this thing. But I am hopeful that between you and perhaps the um, automaton that you had found below the city, that maybe you can figure out a way to lower the city back down if we can't if we can't keep it from spinning maybe at least we can lower 
Is it spinning slowly enough that folks could just walk uphill for a while and then get to the lift and then live in the Crystal City instead? Uh, presumably, yeah, but that, then you're just going to have to do that constantly. Every 48 hours, you're going to have to split. <laughs> no, I guess, I mean, it's yeah, possible. I want to live in a hamster wheel. It's possible, but I mean, like, think about think about if you had to move your entire house 48 in 48 hours uh, <sighs> to the other side of your city. I mean, it would be... As a plan Z, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Let's go do that. All right. I will, I will leave it to, I will leave you to it. Um, listen, Cammy. I, yeah. I appreciate all that you have done for me and for the, uh-huh. the kingdom of Rim. Your help in these times will never be able to repay you. I just hope that no matter what happens, no matter what occurs, no matter what you find, I hope we can always be honest. <laughs> I feel like now you're in a weird energy because I touched your brother's face. Now, there wasn't any sort of customary reason why touching someone on the face would be uh, verboten. But, um, you know, if you're practicing just good viral safety, you don't really want to do it. You know, we've learned a lot, I feel, over the course of the last... A handful of centuries about how diseases spread and about how you know when you touch someone's face it's basically you passing any demons that have caused any sickness uh, in you onto them because demons love an unsullied face so we just don't do it you know but i mean it's not for cultural reasons it's just for health you know we've learned a lot science is amazing um, it's taught us so many things about how we see the world. So, uh, but in those days, you know, uh, didn't even know that, you know. So, yeah, just a bunch of country bumpkins, you know, running around grabbing people's faces all the time. Um, but they'll learn, they'll learn eventually that that's how the demons find the other unsullied faces. Um, but anyway, more where that came from next time um, here in the alleyway outside the Gilded Ram. Uh, tip your Minotaur bartenders if you do make it inside. If you don't go inside, you know, leave me a tip. <laughs> you know, why not? Obviously, you've been tipping little Jasper's less than right to the point where they managed to raise an entire army. And I don't know how they do that on tips for pantomiming. But, you know, if you got that kind of tip money, throw it my direction to the original Jasper Spitwhistle. You know, the, the one a lot of people say is the creator of Little Jaspers, you know. If you've got a problem with the me, you've got a problem with probably all the Little Jaspers. Can't confirm it. Um, but anyway, um, take that to the streets, and I will see you next time. That was an episode. It was a great episode. You guys did a lot of good things. You found out a lot of interesting and pieces of information. Yeah, and I think I did a very good job, Nancy, throwing it all together. I didn't miss anything, and I think my first gut instincts are probably perfectly correct. Unfortunately, everyone in that city is actually a mannequin. Dang it! So, you missed Dang, it. I can't believe this has happened to me again. <laughs> mannequin again. I, they always get me. The mannequins are so lifelike these days. Yep. They always get me. Damn. Well, um, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was astounding. I thought it was great. I thought it was wonderful. I thought you guys did a good job. Um, yeah. 
Oh, I did a good job. Thank you. I think I think I did a good job too. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. I was you I was so for saying that. You didn't have I was to. So close to actually complimenting you. And mm. there's something so telling. I'll never let no, that happen. Never. I'll never let that God. happen. I think uh, the uh, I can't remember. The, I don't know. Broom. That's the place. Uh, I think that the the Vrimian architect should start designing houses that are like mounted on gyroscopes, mm. so that when it flips, the house just like flips around with it, and then nobody has to worry about moving anywhere. Yeah, I think they should set up some distinct tracks, sort of like a Hot Wheels situation, and then put like large bumpers around all of the homes so that they're kind of like hamster wheels. And then they're just spinning around and around on that track. And yes, everyone will be sick all the time. Yes, everyone's vestibular sense will be fucked all to hell. But... But when was the last time you didn't feel sick? Exactly. About things? When is the last time your tummy was fine? You know? Yeah. Welcome to 2021. So, like... Looks. Let's get a gyroscope, Holmes. Hot, hot, hot people have bad gut health, and that's just a fact. It's nearly 2022. Yikes. I'm still processing 2019. That's too many twos for a year, honestly. Let's let's all stop with the twos. Can we all make an Should agreement? The twos are a bit much. Three twos in a year is too many twos. I will say that's a lot of twos. I've never seen that many twos a in a twos. year, and I'm not a fan. Never. Ne- yeah, never. I mean, never have there been that many twos yeah. in a year, really, as far as I can tell. Nope. Don't don't do the math because you can't. I nope. did. She I did didn't. the math. There's never been more twos. I was gonna say, and now there will never be less twos, but that's not true at all. Because in 2023, there'll be less twos. And next year. <laughs> the following year, there'll be less twos again. <laughs> no, it's solid. I saw it. I saw where you were going with it, though, and I like it. What's your favorite year that had a two in it? 2000, even. Straight 2000? Straight 2000. It was a great year for me. I feel I peaked as a person. I was seven years old and fucking fighting it, baby. I was doing great. Holy shit, I was an exemplary seven-year-old. It's been downhill since then. Also, right before Shrek. It was one year before Shrek came out. I did like I did like 2000 because I remember I remember spending uh, you know uh, not an insignificant portion of my brain worrying about Y2K mm-hmm. and then it was like now nah, everything's cool and it's like well we don't have that to worry about I guess the 2000s are gonna be fucking rad yeah. nothing bad's gonna happen and nothing bad did um, happen ever in the 2000s that's good that's good that nothing yeah did. I threw up the night of Y2K so I feel like it was all leading to something speaking of throwing up I think my if you'd like. Uh, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna talk about my favorite. Uh, I'd love to hear it, please. Yeah, oh. with, a, with a two. In. Yeah, no, we all agreed it was two thousand. There was two votes for two thousand. But I mean, I guess if you want to throw in your, is it also two thousand? Mine was probably twenty fourteen because that's when I met Adam. Oh, nice. I would have picked it. I would have picked a cheesy one like that. But uh, I have only known Ray in terrible years. Then. Yeah, 2014 was like the last good year, right? Hey! 2016, I guess, the last good year. Yeah, After that, that yeah. It, all went, it all went down. Uh, 2016, it went bad, yeah. Yeah, there was some bad stuff that yeah. happened. Fun outro. Hey, we're doing great. Um, anyway, if you want to, uh, you could follow us on social media. That's oh, fun. Yeah. That's a fun option for people these days. Yeah. Also, leave us a review and tell us what your favorite year of the two was. I would love that. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I want to know that. I want to know that desperately. If it's 1812, um, though, keep it to yourself. If your favorite year is 1812, then keep it to your fucking self. We don't. Even I know would about be that. interested to find out why that was their favorite year. To be honest, I don't want to know. We already know. We talked a lot about the year 2000, so we're going to fast track this part of the outro. This is speed bonus mode. Um, if you would like to follow any of us on social media, please do me a favor. Listen to the last episode. Listen to the outro of that one. We list them all there. Yeah, we do. I just hacked it. I just hacked the I hacked the outro, guys. That seems illegal to me. I feel like cops are going to burst down your door any second. Anyway, also you can follow the show at Brute Forcecast. I will say that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but also you could you could uh, you could check us out on Patreon at patreon.com/bruteforce yeah. because we have a sideshow uh, of of godly amenities, and we're running around the the Veiled Grove these days trying to find an item of scrupulous power and burying ourselves in holes. Burying ourselves in holes. If you like uh, wild and unhinged world building. Baby, hit that Patreon because Divine Intermission's got it for you. I feel like I feel like the world building in Divine Intermission has several more hinges. It has so it has more hinges. It has the most hinges. It has more hinges than there are axes, and that's unfortunate. More hinges than there are twos in 2022. At least three. To, at least three hinges. It is wild, yeah. but it is incredibly yeah. hinged. What was your favorite year with a hinge? whatever year that stonehenge happened that's my favorite hinge and we don't know what it happened so it's a mystery okay goodbye everybody sports are magic stickums chicken fried chicken etc meat flaps no that's not one oh god no that's not one at all is it oh donkey meow meow yeah donkey meow meow that's solid pie pies pies horse 